Welcome to episode 10 of the Atlanta Jazz Notes podcast, where we profile the many amazing people who make up the Atlanta jazz scene and beyond. I'm your host, Matt Miller. This week, I interviewed one of the most amazing musicians I've ever met, multi-instrumentalist and composer Morgan Guerin. Despite being in his early 20s, Guerin has achieved widespread acclaim for his work with artists like Esperanza Spalding and Terry Lynn Carrington, and for his work on original recording projects like The Saga 1, 2, and 3. Since moving to New York City from Atlanta in 2016, Morgan has become one of the most important voices in the music scene that is awash with talent from around the world. In this interview, we discuss the music scene in New York, Garen's musical roots in Atlanta and New Orleans, building a thriving career in the midst of a pandemic, and new work that Garen plans to release this year. Hi, my name is Morgan Garen. Um, I'm a producer, multi-instrumentalist, engineer, composer. Yeah, with Matt Miller. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I, I've been a, I've been a fan ever since I saw you when you were you know in your probably mid teens playing here in Atlanta, um, and I'm kind of you know Thanks, the, the podcast and the website are kind of you know Atlanta based, but I definitely want to you know expand that people who have a connection to Atlanta who've gone on to other things as well. Um, I guess where are you living? You're living in, in New York now. Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. Yeah, we're in Brooklyn. Um, I'm in Kensington, so oh, cool. close to Prospect Park. Yeah, I, that's where I used to live, actually. So, really, okay, nice. yeah. What what street, if you don't mind me asking? Off of Beverly. Okay. In like I, East Eighth. I area. literally live right in that area. Yeah, I think it was. I, yeah, remember, yeah. I can't remember the street, but yeah, cool. Just curious. Um, so um, yeah, it would be cool to kind of get you know we I know the back your background, but it kind of it's just a biographical detail. So you grew up. You, you kind of spent the first part of your life in Louisiana. Is that right? And then you moved to Atlanta. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I moved in, to Atlanta in 2009 after uh, my parents split. And that was basically middle school for me. So middle school to high school, I was in Atlanta. Cool. And tell, it's, uh, the, the, the influence of your parents, your parents are both musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had, I'm, I'm sure that had a, had a, you know, huge influence on you as a, as a young person. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, it was cool to see that side of the business, that side of the world from an early age mm-hmm. and to um, just be able to have that knowledge just going forward as I grow older, just to know some of the behind the scenes aspects already because I'm their son or whatever. Sure. Sure. What, and what were some of the first, the first uh, things you heard that really influenced you as a musician? I mean, it could be recordings or stuff that were on the house or. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> besides like just my musical family, like I, uh, I just was born into a musical family. Like, everybody in my family's inclined some way in, in music or just has a deep appreciation for it. But, um, I mean, if it wasn't for that also being living in Louisiana too, but, uh, yeah. Um, let me see. I mean, it was, it was, it was definitely just mostly jazz up until I moved to Atlanta anyway. And I mean, the list goes on. I mean, it's, it's anywhere from like, like Zydeco to like to blues, like Howlin' Wolf style blues, like, um, just my grandma's into all that, or just like New Orleans funk and New Orleans standards when it comes to like Ellis Marcellus and James Black, those types of people. But, um, I mean, I guess a bunch of that. And then when I moved to Atlanta, I was introduced to a lot of new stuff. And then, same when I moved to New York, I was introduced just to a whole mm-hmm. batch of new stuff. So got it. And were you? And were you listen? I mean, I know your dad. Your dad played with Marcus Roberts, right? I mean, were you? Were you? Mm-hmm. Meeting, were you meeting these people as a kid? Were you see, actually meeting yeah. these people? Yeah, it's gonna have yeah. a huge influence. Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I've, I've 
Marcus uh, has known me pretty much all of my life for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when you and once you were here in Atlanta, you you kind of got involved with um, like the Rialto Youth Orchestra and stuff like that. I know that that was a big part of your teenage years. I mean, I, yeah. I think that's, that's probably when I first saw you play was with them, and I probably heard Dr. Vernick mention you um, as, yeah. as this you know rising star kind of person. So can you talk about that experience? I mean, I, I'm I'm I had left uh, Louisiana, kind of worried about the fact that I might not still be playing jazz when I moved to Atlanta. I just didn't know. It's just, mm-hmm. and, you know, just coming from New Orleans, just a little different. But then I, uh, I met Dr. Vernick and and Gary and Kevin Bales and and Justin Barr and like all in the list goes on and on. But um, but I'm talking about in middle school specifically those people for oh, that's right. The very first person I met when I moved to Atlanta was Kevin Williams. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was this random. It was some. I, it was some type of event. I I don't know. And it was he was playing solo sats. I was definitely in like sixth grade. And um, yeah, I I I, I didn't know anybody else in terms of musicians in the city. I I had just moved there, mm-hmm. and literally the first person I met was Kebby, which is unbelievable. <laughs> And he was playing. He was doing solo sax. He, he was playing solo sax, like background music type stuff. There's really? pictures somewhere in my mom's Facebook. Yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, <laughs> playing playing like his full on like like out you know playing experimental I don't, I don't, stuff or I don't remember if it was like I think I think so I'm I think so I I, I remember um there was this band of kids that were also playing like it was kind of like a. A concert i don't remember i don't like it was it was just it was it was random i i don't really remember the facts but i do remember that kevin was the first person i met when i moved to atlanta that's a good person to like meet. before yeah. before jordan before everybody else yeah but um which is so funny but yeah i mean rialto man like for sure i mean that was that was my introduction to other other kids my age who were serious about the music um in in Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. the surrounding cities, um, and yeah, I mean that was a huge jump start for me, for mm-hmm. sure, to meeting people in the scene and, uh, you know, playing around and and learning repertoire. Of course, I mean all the big band stuff. I mean, great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean I've also had like a lot of great resources come from those years and great opportunities and it's, great it's, like, it's left a legacy too. I mean, there there are young people. I'm always interested in the fact that there's someone, you know, who's as serious as you. And then there's this, there's, there's a ripple effect. Like there are, there are young, young people now who are directly influenced by that. Um, I'm thinking of some people too that came, I mean, you and Kevin Oliver are about, the, are you the same age or is he a little younger? I think I'm like a year older, maybe. Okay. Cause I think he's, up here. he's so great. Yeah. I just heard him recently. I was like, God, he's just getting better and better. Yeah. And, um, but even the, these young people here, there are still some people who are still in high school and maybe just starting off um, who are just fantastic. And it's definitely this kind of tradition of great musicians. So I find that really interesting. Um, man, so I'm glad it's still still here. Oh, man, it's great. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've, as someone who's, um, a, you know, a multi-instrumentalist, how do you, how do you, how do you, um, what, how do you choose what to work on? How do you choose on, you know, what projects to do or, how, or what instruments to play? Or are you always just kind of going with your intuition or do you have a certain kind of idea about what you want to do next? Um it kind of depends on what's coming up on my calendar. Mm-hmm. Like if I have something that I need to work towards, that's somewhat long-term, I will kind of have that in the back of my head while I do everything else, but short-term stuff, I will like 
I will literally just devote time. I mean, I, I can multitask, but it's 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 quite some brain power to like switch from like different roles on the bandstand to like twisting knobs to like editing notes on a store to like sitting in the producer chair to you know so it's it's um it's partly whatever comes up for me um like for instance right now i've i've been writing this chamber suite that's gonna be like an hour long it's gonna premiere sometime in june or july and i've i have other projects that i'm working on too but like it's just like i just have to be like really organized i have like google calendar like all that stuff and it's it's not like um also what what helps is just in terms of the instruments just like having everything just kind of set up like i kind of have like all this just like, there ready you know, to go yeah yeah like even all the gear for but um yeah so that helps you know just being able to just grab something and just start playing or whatever yeah. but yeah i mean it definitely like i said just definitely depends on what's coming up or what i have to prepare for Cool. But if That's... there's nothing's just on the calendar, I'll probably just either sleep or just write something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. And do you, and do you like, as a saxophone player, I'm like, you know, someone who's like practicing and stuff like that. Or do you ever feel like, oh man, like I need to practice my saxophone or something like that? Or do you feel, um... do you feel a need to do that every day? <laughs> I guess I've, I'm, I'm asking you from a very practical saxophone perspective sure. too. Like, do you, are you like, I got to put this amount of time in today on man. this instrument? Or do you feel like it just, it's just there? So there was, there was, um, uh, saxophone is really interesting because like I, I would go sometimes kind of, I don't want to say long periods, but sometimes a couple of weeks will sometimes pass between playing sometimes when it comes to other things that are happening. And not that, I mean, I'm not saying that I have saxophone just under my hands and I don't need to practice it. Like that's not the case at all, but sometimes, um, when something comes up, like for instance, I had to, uh, I was asked to play John Coltrane's Love Supreme last month. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, oh crap. So I have to, you know, really just, I can't, you know, really just brush this off as like, oh yeah, it's just, you know, I'm not, not, not that I brush off kids, but you know, I, mean, I have to like, really sit down with the horn again. But um, I mean, so long story short, uh, I, I, I do a lot of practicing without the horn. Um, I have perfect pitch, so I'm yeah. always uh, just in my fingers, like doing this, like walking down the street, or so I can realize I can I can hear what I'm doing. I can work out things slowly, or so that that helps when I'm not with the horn, for instance. But yeah, I mean, I I I have spent a ton of time practicing, a ton of time like looking for the perfect setup, looking you know trying out horn and mouthpieces, reeds, like it's just all this stuff. I spent a ton of time transcribing, of course. Uh, I mean, not that, you know, I'm done, but it's just, like, it's so funny when you have, like, so many other things that are so different from playing saxophones you have to tend to. So it's it's a lot of brain power, but, I mean, I love the saxophone. Yeah. For sure. And I'm sure all those other things also play into your, you know, skills, just musicality and stuff like that. Yeah, they all work together, sense. luckily. Yeah. But that's that's interesting. The perfect pitch thing is really interesting because I I definitely don't you know I've developed relative you know pretty okay relative pitch. But yeah, that that's a whole different thing. So and that's yeah. something is that that leads me to a question about your compositions. Are you 
are you hearing things like fully formed or do, do idea, are ideas always coming to you in terms of compositions? Um, I, I, I can sometimes have a good idea of what the end product would look like, but sometimes getting there is the hard part, but sometimes I, I do have the clear picture at the end, but I mean, sometimes, yeah, I do hear a bunch of things in my head. Sometimes it's not really easy to get it down. Sometimes it is. It just depends. Um, but yeah, uh, playing, like having all these different roles on a bandstand, it, it, they, like I said, they work together in terms of like parts and musicality compositionally. Um, yeah, it's, it gives me a good idea going forward. And like, it's, it's, it's good that I can like just sit here and just record it. You know, I like mm-hmm. just put it down and not really have to to wait or send it to somebody. And be like, yo, can you play bass on this or whatever? Like, so that's part. That's that's good for like getting like just ideas down fast or whatever. But yeah, I mean, sometimes there's always something flowing in the, mm-hmm. in the brain for sure. That's cool. And that kind of leads me to a question I wanted to ask you too about. I've been listening to all, you know, be listening to all your albums in the saga one, two, and three. As you've, yeah, it's amazing stuff. And I've, and I've, you know, I've heard it when I first came out and I've listened to it, but kind of really listened to it um, for the last couple of days just to refamiliarize myself. And just hearing the, the collaborations, like the idea, and you talked about this in other interviews I've read too, but how you translate this kind of world of music in your head to collaboration with people. Like, is that difficult? Is that something that's always, have you had, I'm sure there are times where it really works, times where someone doesn't have the same vision as you, but you've had a couple, a bunch of really great collaborators, especially on the most recent album. Um, um, how does that yeah. work? I mean, I'm, I guess I'm just curious about the difficulties and kind of the rewards of, of collaboration. Um, there are definitely rewards. And in, 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 in the case of the last record, some of the teacher library collaborators were um, the vocalists for sure, like Zach and Debo and Safa. And Zach and Debo actually uh, wrote lyrics for the two songs they sang on. And mm-hmm. I mean, that, I came to them basically like, yo, um, I don't know how to, I'm, I've been trying to write lyrics, nothing's hitting. Can you help me out? You know, like at, way after I asked him to sing on it, of course, because I was like, all right, yeah, I'm going to write something down, I'm going to send it to you, and then you send it back because we're doing like all this remotely. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm always open to, you know, other people's, other people's suggestions. I mean, because sometimes that stuff is better than mine. I mean, like some of the, even some of the songs on the record, like I've, I've played them live with bands, you know, quartet or whatever like quintet and um when we play them live i hear something new in a song that like i'm like okay let me bring that back to the recorded version that wasn't there before so the collaboration aspect is it's pretty wonderful um mm-hmm. it's good to bounce ideas back and forth and to come up to, with a conclusion eventually sure i guess it's a you know a matter of finding the right people i suppose right um, yeah those people luckily are uh people that i've known for a good minute and that I've actually like really sat down and thought about their contribution to the record. So. And so I'm right. And Zach is, he's someone from Atlanta. I don't, I don't know if I ever knew him before. Is, yeah. he, is he in New York now or is he? No, he's, um, he's in Puerto Rico actually, but really? he, he, uh, yeah, he, he, he left Atlanta a couple of years ago. He moved to Puerto Rico and he's been doing pretty good down there. Um, but yeah, no, Zach was, uh, 
Zach was like in the whole Wolfpack scene, and he was around. Yeah, for sure. Music in the yeah. park, all that. He was here. Yeah. I, I just somehow didn't, didn't make the connection, but um, and then Debo is uh, she's she was with you and Terry Lynn Carrington's band. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that how you guys met? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Gotcha. I'm curious about the about your collaborations too with with these more established artists like Terry Lynn Carrington and Esperanza Spalding. It's I was it made, kind of clicked with me that you you know you're working as a sideman, but you're also kind of you're changing that role a little bit because you're coming in and doing more a lot of like at least with the Esperanza Spalding project, you guys were you were kind of like a musical director. Is that correct? Or in, in some well, some a role similar to that? It wasn't it wasn't exactly musical director, but I was. I was playing musical chairs with the instruments. I know. I remember I saw you, I, saw you guys at, at the Buckhead Theater and I was like, man. Oh, yeah. It's um, like. We, it, luckily, she's a great person. She She's open to like all of our ideas. So we were kind of, we kind of, I mean, she was definitely, of course, the leader as her songs and I mean, mm-hmm. everything. But, I mean, uh, but I mean, Justin also wrote, Justin and Matt also wrote, you know, some of that stuff too. But I mean, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, no, I wasn't musical director. I was, uh, but it was, it was, it was cool because we were like a core, like the four of us. It was really cool because um, it was all jokes, like on and off the bandstand. Uh, and I mean, yeah, like I said, she's really open to suggestions, and we yeah. we were able to change the music from the album to make it fit to a live setting. Yeah, you know, so it was cool. And after you know a couple of weeks of rehearsing. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I didn't. It's it's so funny. Like when when we started rehearsing, I was I'm always I'm not always, but sometimes I'm really hesitant to like talk or contribute ideas because I'm like, what if this is trash? You know, like I'm like with all these professionals, I'm like 20 years old, and I'm like, yeah, yo, what if we go back to A? I'm like, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it took me a second to really open up that way but luckily they were all just cool with what i brought musically so <laughs> mm. and do you feel like that's does that, does that change because I mean, that's that's the impression i get when i was watching you know thinking about this and watching videos and stuff like that it's just this confidence in your musical ideas it never comes across like oh i'm you're hesitant or something like that which i definitely admire yeah. um i'm definitely a nervous little are you yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, even just bottle. even just even just in the play. I mean, even just improvising and stuff like that. I feel like there's not a lot of questioning. Oh, you you don't. I don't see the hesitation there. So that well, doesn't come across. Luckily, I'm more confident when I don't have to speak. Got it. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, like if, whether it's like in class or just talking to somebody, even like even this interview, you know. But yeah. like, so yeah, I mean that that part that part is fine. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to the musical part of it, but sometimes I just don't know what the right words to say. So I just shut up. And sure. usually it's out of shyness, but yeah, I mean, you know. I understand. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and the collaborations, I mean, that, that show was, was amazing. The, the, with Esperanza, when we saw you guys play, that was amazing. And I haven't seen the band live with Terry Lynn Carrington. You guys still, you guys still, I guess the whole thing has been kind of derailed by the coronavirus, but are you, planning any tours or anything like that or is that are those collaborations um, still happening yeah i mean it, we we can't book any tours unfortunately but the the album the group just got nominated for a grammy this mm-hmm. coming so hopefully you know we make another record and keep it going so i mean because I, I love the band um super great vibes i've learned so much i'm of course like the youngest one 
mm-hmm. and uh, just soaking it all in is great. I mean, I wish we could get on the road and do some gigs. We never really had like a a long tour with that group. It's always been like one offs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and, and for one day. And for the saga part three, like you were you able to? I guess there was no tour for that. You released it, and it's just yeah. That, what do you do? Do you plan on doing anything live once it's possible? Um, eventually, I mm-hmm. have to still figure out what the live show would even look like. Yeah, I know. I can <laughs> imagine. I, I've like always, you know, I just kind of did everything just in my room. Mm-hmm. You know, never really thinking about a live concert. I mean, it's been, I don't, I definitely don't want to do it like all by myself. I definitely mm-hmm. want to get some band members. Sure. But um, yeah, eventually I would, I would love to see what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah. And how's, how's it been? I mean, you moved to New York in 2016. Is that right? Yes. How's that? Pro- I mean, how's it, are you still at the new school? Or are you done? I'm done. Okay, cool. Yeah, how, was, I graduated. How, was, how was that experience? Um, It was great. It was an easy way for me to be in new york city sure, like sure. immediately after high school mm-hmm. um and it's in a great location it's like close to the oh, village yeah. close to like all the clubs and whatnot yeah um and uh yeah i mean the faculty the people i've met just through the school you know um you know lifelong friends for sure yeah. uh and yeah, I mean, like I said, just like well, also like having the ability to choose your own teacher is pretty cool too. Sure. So like, who are you speaking with? Who are you? Cool. Who were your kind of teachers um, there? I had I, I took lessons with with like Mark Shim, Ari Honig, Aaron Parts. I took lessons with them. I took lessons with uh, um, Evan Marion. He's great. Mm-hmm. I took lessons with uh, who else? There's like a couple people i'm definitely oh um fabian amazon for sure he's a huge one um what does he what does he play what instrument does he play he plays piano but okay. i took arranging lessons with him mm-hmm. to like help me really get my strange stuff together and he uh he opens my world to a whole new whole new direction yeah. so uh yeah. yeah he's great that's really cool and i guess with someone like um like you're taking lessons with people off your instrument like Ari Honig that was all rhythm stuff yeah I mean yeah. I, I was um I was still playing saxophone but yeah I think one time I took just me and him and then the second time I took with a pianist and a bass player and we just he just taught us at the quartet we all took lessons with him but we all met at the same time that's so cool no it was fun yeah 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 and so your upcoming project that you mentioned earlier is it it's a you said it's a chamber quartet it's, is it a, is it like, a string is it strings like, it's like 10 people it's 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 a uh, it's like flute, bassoon, uh, French horn, trombone, oh, really? two violins, viola, piano, bass, drums, and I will be conducting. I might play some Iwi. I don't know yet. I haven't written it. I haven't written that far yet. I'm like yeah. halfway done with it. <laughs> that's a whole. That's the definite new. You know, writing arranging for that kind of instrumentation is is, uh, is tricky. Yeah, I'm sure. I can only imagine. I've, I've never done anything like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. Luckily, I mean, I've been using Sibelius. I have like this uh, iPad app that I use is really fast. It mm-hmm. works with Sibelius, and so I mean, luckily, it's it's. I had the same issue. I was like, man, how am I going to do this? Because I had to do something similar for this. I had to do something similar to this last year for another commission. There was two less people, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I mean, same. So I was like, man, how am I going to do this? But yeah, this commission is 
uh, it's bigger. So I was like, let me just hire more people <laughs> and just I have all this time. You know? Yeah. Who's who's commissioning it? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, the Jazz Gallery. Oh, cool. Really? I didn't know they did the yeah. commissions and things like that. That's cool. They, they've been doing it, I think, for maybe 10 years now, maybe a little longer. Cause they have a, I mean, they have, they still have the performance space. It's been a long time mm-hmm. since I've spent, since I lived in New York, but like they used to be down on Hudson street. Is it still there? It's, uh, it's on, it's on, uh, West 27th. Okay. So it's in a different, different place. Yeah, it think, used to be downtown. Okay. Yeah. They, they had moved. Okay. Did, was Rio still there? Do you know Rio? I don't think I know Rio. Well, maybe well, that, that name is familiar, but. Yeah. Um, she's the creative director there. Okay. But, um, maybe, I know maybe, she's been there for like the longest and now they and they, they always have that a nonprofit arm as well, or I guess it's a that's what that is that's commissioning. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. The gallery is the jazz gallery is like like how Rialto was that place for me in middle mm-hmm. school. The jazz gallery is that place for me, like freshman until now. I mean, still is. Sure. You know, so it's it's definitely that home, that hub, that community. You know, yeah. so that's that's a jazz gallery for me. And then and for a lot of other young musicians, young well, and old musicians, for sure. And one of your and one of your collaborators, who I didn't really know that well, is it uh, J.K. Kim? Mm-hmm. He's a really great drummer. Is he a new school guy as well? He's, he went to Berkeley. Berkeley, okay. But I've seen yeah, the yeah. recordings you guys made together, and he's and he collaborates on the new album. He's Man, just he's incredible. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just amazing. Yeah, he um, played like every time I did a live show, he was like the band. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. For sure. I guess you have, for your, for your, for the upcoming project you have you have players in mind. Do you kind of go into a project knowing who's going to play a part? Um, I really just had the instrumentation stuck in my head for the longest, and I'm 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 going to hire people eventually. I haven't hired anybody yet. I'm still mm-hmm. like really trying to um make just the best possible decision in terms of sure. who to get and like and like you know scheduling rehearsal times and being just realistic on like you know, what people are going to be able to do in terms of their scheduling and just everything else. So just a lot to think about in terms of that. And then like 10 people too. So, but I, I, I do have like tons of suggestions for sure. I, I like have like a little notes and stuff, but I'm still figuring it out. But the music, like I said, like it's about halfway done at this point. So the instrumentation definitely came first. Cool. And it, it'll premiere there at the, at the jazz gallery. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And a recording as well uh it will be live streamed but that will be recorded um i do want to go into the studio and record all my chamber stuff just one day mm-hmm. and that was going to be expensive but <laughs> yeah and i guess that, that kind of leads me to a question like what what do you see i guess i was going to ask you like what's next for you but you you told me what's next for you well, like down the line where do you see yourself in like five years or ten years man hopefully not with a mask on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know I, but I think- um by then hopefully yeah <laughs> <laughs> man but uh i mean i don't know i'm i'm about to uh i just applied for berkeley global masters program mm-hmm. the de- graduate program um so, and that's like a year long and it's, and it's free for uh their students who mm-hmm. get in so mm-hmm. if you know i can get into that i would get that out the way for a year and then um usually i would probably plan something while i'm there just to make sure that once i'm out i can just keep it moving not be stagnant but i mean five years i mean i don't know i I hope to i hope to be you know just working 
pretty much. I mean, it's 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 quite a shot to be like a musician and just have like just everything just taken under the carpet from you just so I instantly. I know. So yeah, I mean, and the lifestyle is it's just it's unimaginable at this very moment. So just to get back to that, mm-hmm. that's like I don't know. Even though whatever we deal with, we're gonna have to figure out a way to get through it anyway. Mm-hmm. five to ten years it would be nice to go back to how it was five years ago or ten years ago or yeah. <laughs> I, it's, yeah that that's it's it's funny when you're in the midst of like this emergency it's kind of hard to imagine these bigger picture things you just want to get back to a normal or a baseline right, like, i don't even know what next week is looking like you know? i know <laughs> i know i guess i'm just curious too like your music your music is so expansive and so i mean do you see yourself going in a certain direction like do you, i guess it's do you see yourself continuing to collaborate with people your whole of life course, or are yeah. you gonna do you ever do you imagine doing films or anything like that? I'm just kind of all curious. Of yeah. <laughs> literally, um, literally all of it. Like I, I want to keep making records, like solo stuff and collaborative stuff. I want to do films, film stories, of course. Uh, I want to do, um, I want to open a studio that's uh, just like fire, like how like how Electric Lady was made for Jimi Hendrix. I want to make the studios made for me. Like one day, you know, that's, that people can come in and just be like the next just like crazy creative hub or whatever um i mean i want to uh i want to learn i want to learn another language i don't know like there's just so many things that i do want to do in life um musically uh yeah i mean pretty much all of it i mean i i want to uh I just want to learn more music. I feel like I'm one of those people who like knows a lot of music, but doesn't know a lot of songs. Hmm. So like, I want to like learn more, you know, just all of it. Pretty yeah, much. I hear you. Everything that I can do with music, I'm going to try to check that off the bucket list somehow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, I can't wait to see what you do. I can't wait to see, you know, that progression. Um, yeah, man. It, man. I appreciate it. I, I mean, I, at this, you've, you've answered my question. I was going to ask you about other collaborators, but we've already talked about them. So yeah, we, we've kind of covered a lot of ground. Um, I really appreciate your time, man. It's, it's, I find your career absolutely amazing and inspiring and I can't wait to see what's next for you. So thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing it. Thanks for organizing this. Thanks for listening to episode 10 of the Atlanta Jazz Notes podcast with the incredible Morgan Guerin. The music you heard in this episode is Notion from Morgan Guerin's most recent release, The Saga 3. Please be sure to check out the website at atlantajazznotes.com, atljazznotes.com. Also, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The reviews help spread the word about the podcast to people who might enjoy it, so please do that. Thanks.